Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today is our listener response show for the December questions of the week. We're going to read through your responses and let you know what we think. Mm-hmm. First episode was Gods and Monsters. The question was, what are your favorite fictional stories in which real people are characters? On Facebook, Finn said, I'd have to go 300. <laughs> I can't tell the consensus view on this movie. <laughs> Whether it's good, bad, or middling, however, I fucking love it. I had a period of like three months where I'd be quoting it at work to the despair of everyone around me. Oh, wow. Everyone in that year did. (laughs) He continues, or just do my Gerard Butler Leonidas voice. You there, Arcadian, the printer's out of paper. I can't do his voice. (laughs) Dave, do you know how to do it? I, I, I would... I would really, I'd pierce our ears if I was okay, yelling right, at the fine. mics, yeah. Absolute banger of a movie. <laughs> I love how Frank Miller has had two great comic book adaptation movies, too, in this and Sin City, both with a comic feel when watching as well, especially Sin City since that was Rodriguez's intention, but Snyder hit it out of the park for me on this. Mm-hmm. There you go, 300. Yeah. Actual uh, historical people. Right. Fictionalized yes. in a way. Very fictionalized. Stylized. Yes, yes, very much so. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they had like, you know, like giants in the in the Persian army, but, you know, um, I remember at one point, like just seeing like the, the guys flying through the air, you know, <laughs> and uh, doing sword play. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this is uh, it, stylized. Is right. The word, yeah. You know, um, Tom chimed in. He said, the more I think about this, the more answers appear from the most wayward areas. My first thought was the right stuff, but that's based on fact with artistic license. But then I had an epiphany and reeled off loads of them to select a few, Gladiator, Braveheart, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. And, and the, the first choice about the right stuff, too, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's not maybe not exactly uh, fictional, but, I mean, it, it still works for the question. I mean, like, it's a different format, but, yeah, it's, it's it'll work. Right, yeah. Um, and Braveheart, famously, William Wallace was nothing like this guy. Right. Uh, thankfully, he wasn't like Mel Gibson. Why <laughs> 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 Scotland be really in bad shape. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a part two in Braveheart oh, where I just I Braveheart. cannot I I can't the, the when when Longshanks throws Edward the you know like Edward the Second's boyfriend out the window and then easily dispatches him with his knife you know because he's gay. Oh God, it, I forgot about it that. Just part. sucks so bad. I'm, I I go back and I I think like how I I was so. I was laughing when I saw that scene at the beginning, you know, like everybody else in the theater, like, ha, ha, ha. But now I think, no, that sucks. I don't think I laughed. I think I was disturbed. You were? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of the homophobic nature or just because a dude just got thrown out a window. Well, that could be part of it. You I know, think that might have right? been it. It was, it, it sucks because the, the movie is supposed to be a historical movie and, and they have a, <laughs> a death that's played for laughs, you know, like an action movie. Uh yeah, it's right. He should have said a one line right I mean, threw he, him out. He almost did. You know, as go far down as... on this. <laughs> I don't know. That would have been honestly, if Bruckheimer's, it, yeah, that, that would have been the line. You know, Gibson would not have that. <laughs> He's a classic. Death guy. only. Yes. Um, and then Carly chimed in. Hi, dudes. Fictional stories where real people are characters. Being John Malkovich. Which might be the ultimate answer, it's Carly. Pretty badass. Um, Argo, yeah. I think it qualifies. Uh-huh. The Killing Fields, very good one. Yep, we did an episode. That's what I came up with. If I understood the question, lol. Uh, I think you got it. <laughs> right, dude. Ar- Argo is a good one too because, like, I th- there was a. Um, it's weird. There was a. 
a DVD I had, I still have it actually. It's called Behind the Planet of the Apes. It was a it was a two hour documentary about the Planet of the Apes series that that AMC put out back in like 1999, mm-hmm. and I watched it I don't know how many times. Yeah, and one of the interviews in there is this guy John Chambers who you know did all the creature makeups for the apes for the first couple of apes movies, and that's the character John Goodman plays in Argo. Oh, is it? And so I was like so used to this dude named John Chambers who was like just in my head, his whole interview, I, I, I'd seen him talk about his, his creature makeups for all this time. And then I saw Argo in the theater. I'm like, that's who, wait, he was a spy. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) Um, I guess they wrote more Planet of the Apes movies with that in mind. That could have been, know. you know, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, on Instagram, Trevor chimed in. It's got to be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm. Um, <laughs> keeping it up to date, let's say Napoleon. Right. Um, so the the new Ridley Scott movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Geez, is that film getting hard time of it? It is, isn't it? Right. Um, but I must say, I really enjoyed Blonde, the dark alternative history of Marilyn Monroe. Right. It really highlighted the horrors of being a starlet in the 50s and 60s. Man, that film got dark. Cheers, Trev. Yes. Uh, yes, it did. Yes. Um, it was hard to watch in a lot of places. Um, I, I, I already knew that Joe DiMaggio was a piece of shit, but like, you know, to have it be, right. you know, like just to... For you have to sit there and watch it like that, that really sucks. Yeah. You know? uh, De Armas was great in it. Yep. Um, honestly, I didn't like the film a whole lot. It was fine. You know? Her performance was amazing. That's but the yeah. thing about yeah. it is she was really good. Right. Um, and that's it. Okay, Dave, what are your answers? Uh, well, let's see. Um, so I, f- I feel like I reference I, Claudius, a lot on this podcast. <laughs> you know? You do. <laughs> Just always talking about it. Um and for this example, I, the, the series does fictionalize ancient Rome somewhat. Um, in my research after I saw it, I found I found out that some of what we see is is not how it really went down. Because it, it, when I first saw it, I was very young and I took it as gospel. Like, that's ancient Rome. That's exactly how everything yes. was. That's how I learned history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's okay because it still captures the spirit of it, obviously. Um, and it's also still one of the best collections of actors I've ever seen. Also, two Tarantino films come to mind more recently, uh, Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, I enjoy these movies very much, but I totally understand if anyone uh, feels that they're out of line for some reason, um, because there's a lot of stuff in them that are at best problematic and at worst destructive. You know, yeah. if you don't want to see, you know, that that girl having her head bashed in for, for five minutes at the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I understand you can say fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Exactly. Okay. There you go. There it is. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Actually, I didn't hate it. Okay, good. But good. yeah, the, the head bashing thing, I could have done without that. I know. Definitely. It, 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 was, it was so excessive. Yeah. Um, Yorgos Lanthimos. Much uh, like Hollywood. Uh, well, of course. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that's part of it. That, that's a big part of it. But but they're just doing it. Like, Quentin Tarantino likes to put stuff in there like yeah. that. Just to, like, I don't know if he's trying to mess with you or challenge you or what, but I mean, like, you don't have to linger that right, long exactly. on that, you know? Right. I heard a great name come out of your mouth just now. Yeah, Yorgos Lanthimos. Okay. Uh, he, the Favorite is yes. another more recent entry. Um, yeah. And where you have Queen Anne and her romantic partners. Um, and also, check out our previous episode on Amadeus. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. As a very good example of that. Yeah. Um, but recently, I just talked about what I've been watching on an episode, uh, The Pale Blue Eye. With Edgar Allan Poe yeah, on, on yeah. a murder mystery detective yeah. case. So uh, go back and watch that if you want to. Right. But, uh, yeah, there's tons of examples throughout history. 
I know. Like, and it's, it's even like, I, I think the question was about fictional stories. So you can even just like, I mean, gods and monsters was based on, uh, the book, uh, father of Frankenstein, which is, you know, that it's a story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Ferris Bueller's day off, Dave. The question was, what are your favorite examples of breaking the fourth wall in movies? On Facebook, Finn chimed in, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. When the nun talks about being worried that the scene would be cut but came out well made me laugh. (laughs) The whole movie kind of just breaks itself at the end with the arrests. Deadpool was a breath of fresh air among all the comic book movies being released at the time and broke the fourth wall in a crude but also loyal to the character way since he has done similar things in the comics. Here, here, Finn. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Both the, fine examples. The Holy Grail thing. I mean, the first time oh I gosh. saw it, I, I was so young and didn't really understand a lot of stuff. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Really? Now I love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I I was, like, I think, I was nine years old when I saw it. And, yeah. and I, I laughed at, at the funny stuff in it, the, like the stuff that a nine-year-old can get. But when they all get arrested at the end, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was like, what is this? What happened? Why are there cops in, in, in the Middle Ages? You know? Yes. They're tracking down the murder. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. And Deadpool, of course. Yes, it was nice having a change of pace. Right. Once, uh, you know, we were hitting max saturation with comic book films. Yes. Deadpool. I've always liked Deadpool as a character. I thought he was cool. I had some comics back in the day. So right. I was cool. It was cool to see the movie. Yeah. Um, Instagram, uh, Taylor's Tales chimed in, said Deadpool has some super funny moments that break the fourth wall. Mosmia Metal chimed in, said Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And Fight Club. Nice. So some very good ones there. Right. And then uh, Trevor chimes in, Goodfellas. We've heard the story being told in retrospect all the way through the movie, and for Leota to break the fourth wall just as he denounces his life in the mob is a touch of genius. And now it's all over. Yeah, I, I love the how, reserve, how just like resigned uh, he is to the rest of uh, it. Oh, you know? God. Yep. And then he just looks at the camera. Yep. You know, he's got to get ketchup and egg noodles that's right he's gonna oh. wait in line like a schnook oh dude yes i was gonna put that down as mine until you responded and i was like you know nope, i'm gonna put something else cool yep well i had other answers anyway i of used to try to have a couple in my sleeve so uh <laughs> right. on here one that came to mind instantly was annie hall the scene when they're in line at the movies especially that absolutely um, the movie critic and they're chiming in talking yeah. to the audience uh, and marshall McLuhan shows yep, up yep yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> classic fourth wall breaking there um but my favorite is wayne's world throughout the entire film they're talking to the audience well they're talking to the camera is what they say yes but it's us you know it is um <laughs> man i i have wayne's world as well okay uh, excellent and you know like you're right about the breaking the fourth wall there it's pretty infectious because i'm pretty sure that i started narrating my own life to a camera that wasn't there <laughs> I first saw the movie. Yes. Um, it just became a habit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also think that uh, The Wolf of Wall Street and High Fidelity are good examples of a movie using it effectively to relay a lot of exposition. Yeah. Um, and because just like voiceover, which I'm okay with, I know some people are not, mm-hmm. um, I, it's not just an effect. You can use it for practical storytelling purposes. Um, and there's one that I didn't really care for. It was The Big Short. I was just about to bring that up. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we both kind of we we put it down a little bit for yeah. some of the that stuff, especially the Margot Robbie part. I remember we both thought it was just stupid. I I just I I remember like Ryan Gosling. Now here's Margot Robbie in a bubble bath, and he like he he just got done doing some like power push ups. Yeah, and like 
I remember think like liking Christian Bale's performance in that movie, but like the rest of it, it was just so smart assed. And yeah, you know, I, I and, yeah, and I completely agree. Right, right. Um, my personal favorite example is the sequence in Spaceballs when they watch Spaceballs <laughs> oh, the movie. God, I I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> yes, and they use it as like a tactic to chase down Lone Star. Right. And yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's happening now? Now is happening now. We're at now now. I don't understand. When will then be now? Soon. <laughs> Spaceballs the movie. It's great, yeah, because Rick Moranis is like, hey, how can you have the movie already? We're still making it. <laughs> well, yeah, and that in Blazing Saddles, like yeah. any Mel Brooks movie has fourth wall breaking in it. And I think that, like, I think that we're, this is where he achieves perfection with it in this scene because, like, yeah. It's not, it's, you see, uh, uh, George Weiner and, uh, Rick Moranis standing there and there's an infinite regression in front of them <laughs> yeah, because so you good. see the space ball in front and then he's watching the movie yes. and it's, and they, they keep looking back and turning and waving at the camera <laughs> and it's all very seamless and it's happening in that yeah. video screen too. It's happening now. It is. It's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you're a fan of infinite regressions, Dave. <laughs> I am. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're cool. They are. All right. Um, what else do we got here? Oh, man. That's it. Okay. Oh, okay. So on to the next question from The Hidden Fortress. What are the best foreign films that influenced or inspired an American version? On Facebook, Chris said The Ring is the only one that comes to mind. Pretty sure it was based on Japanese film Ringu. It was. Yes. It's one of the only foreign-inspired American remakes I don't hate. However, after listening to your last podcast, I really want to see The Hidden Fortress. Mm-hmm. You should watch it immediately. Yep. Um, yeah, Ring is awesome. It's a good American version, and the original's excellent as yes, well. Yes, it is. Um, Tom chimed in on Facebook. Hey, dudes. Well, you could list all of Kurosawa's back catalog, <laughs> but to be honest, tons of his films, or tons of films from the Far East have been remade, from Ringo to Infernal Affairs. Excellent. Yep. Uh, both of which are fantastic, he said. I'll go with The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, though. Great book, great film, and a great David Fincher remake. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, film chimed in, or... Finn chimed in. <laughs> did I call him film? You did, dude. Hey, film. Thanks for the, the response. Finn says, easy answer, old boy. American remake is terrible. The original, however, is one of my top five movies ever. There you go. Mm-hmm. Old boy is coming up. Right. Um, stay tuned, listeners. You might be getting some old boy soon. Right. Um, then he says Infernal Affairs 2, The Departed is great, but Infernal Affairs tops it for me. Not so much part two or three though. Uh, Tony Long is the best actor I have had the pleasure to watch. And I am looking forward to the Goldfinger with both him and Andy Lau reuniting as they were both the main roles in Infernal Affairs. Mm -hmm. And the director and writer of this soon to be released movie is the same writer as Infernal Affairs. Long live Hong Kong cinema. Yes, I've been hearing about this new movie. Uh, A lot of people are really hyped up Mm -hmm. because of this uh, reconvening. Cool. Um, On Blue Sky, everybody, we're on Blue Sky, so uh, Dave's over there all the time, so get in touch with him. Yep. Uh, Who is this? Gaijin Rando. Uh, Gaijin Rando. Gaijin Rando, sorry. (laughs) I'm having a hard time with names tonight. (laughs) Anyway, they chimed in on Blue Sky, said, Love in the Afternoon was remade as I Think I Love My Wife, The Hands of Orlock, Remade as Mad Love. The Wages of Fear, remade as Sorcerer. Excellent one. Mm-hmm. La Chien, remade yep. as Scarlet Street. Yes, and, and Gaijin Rando, uh, they, they included like four um, 
yeah, like stills photos. Yeah, from from the movies too on their response. Really cool. And yeah, the Wages of Fear uh, and the sor- and Sorcerer. Uh, oh my god, both yeah. incredible movies. I've got the Criterion Wages of Fear on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Man, it yeah. is dynamite. Mm-hmm. It's so intense. I know. I know. You almost can't watch it. It's it's. I always those... find it fascinating when you find older films that have that intensity. Right. Like this, it's from the fifties. Right. And wonderful, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another response on Blue Sky from The Babe with Power, but I can't pull it up. Do you have it, Dave? Uh, yeah, uh, The Babe with the Power. Um, they, they, they said um, uh, to our response um, that, on the other hand, one of the few instances where I prefer the American remake to the French original, and they included a, 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 a still of The Birdcage with Robin Williams ah, and Nathan Lane. Yeah. Um, so they apparently prefer uh, The Birdcage to La Caja Full, which I understand that. The Birdcage is a really good movie. Yeah, it's excellent. Yes, it's very <laughs> funny. Um, and I mean, I, I watched it pretty recently and I was like, damn, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I think La Caja Full is a really funny movie, but like The Birdcage, I'm not going to say it blows it away. It doesn't blow it away, but it's really <laughs> a good time. And they also uh, included, they, they said, I can think of many American remakes, but I almost always prefer the original. Um, this is for the whole trilogy, uh, just edging out a 20-year-old Korean masterpiece. And I unfortunately don't have the original uh, piece of, of what they referred to there. But there's essentially, yeah, they had the birdcage, and they're, they're talking about how they I thought almost, it was the girl oh, with the dragon tattoo. It is, but they, they said it's... This is for the whole trilogy, just edging out a twenty-year-old oh. Korean masterpiece. Oh. So I don't know what the Korean masterpiece they're referring to is. Oh yeah, I yeah. don't know either. Tough. Okay, uh, we're, we're still getting used Korean to Blue Sky Master Trilogy. What would that be? I from don't, twenty years ago. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, and and then including Infernal this, Affairs. Well, that's Hong Kong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, Sorry, hit babe. us up, the babe with the power. Right. Let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. And the other. Uh, uh, reply was from Ian Bonkars. They, uh, he said, so many choices, but since I'm eating Japanese food tonight, I'll go with this classic. And he included a, a, a still from Seven Samurai. Oh, God, yeah. Nice. Yep. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. On Instagram now, we're moving something I'm more familiar with here. Yes. <laughs> Keep coming on Blue Sky, though, guys. You guys are yeah. doing some dynamite work I, on I mean, Blue yeah. Sky. You, Holy crap. Yeah, and everybody, if you're on Blue Sky, like it, hit us up for an invite code. You get us on there and start following Gaijin Rando because they do some great stuff there, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, all right, Instagram. Mosmia Metal said, let the right one in. Nice. An old boy. So good. And then uh, Drew Drew the Great he posted a, a gif of the final showdown from Sanjuro, where okay. the blood just sprays out of the guy. Right. Um, I don't know what was remade f- or inspired from that, though. Uh, to be, I don't, I don't, off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't either. But still an excellent movie, uh, Kurosawa, of yep. course. Um, and then Trev chimed in. Now, I love Let the Right One In, but haven't seen the American remake. I think it's called Let Me In, right? Yes. Uh, the same goes with The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But I must say that although I love The Departed, the original Hong Kong version is impeccable. It's so compact and to the point, and the tension in Ray's, is raised so much higher than Scorsese's. There you go. <laughs> I know. and, and it, Which, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I know. I, I can't either. Because, I mean, I, a lot of people... People love The Departed, and it was a it was a huge hit, and it won Best Picture. But like people were all anybody could talk about was that like you got to see Infernal Affairs. Yeah, you know? if you like this, you got to see the original. Right. Let's see. What what was your what are your answers here, Dave? Um, let's see. Uh, so Michael Hanukkah's uh, Funny Games. Uh, you stole did I, mine. Did I steal yours? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, man. I have one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's a truly upsetting movie, as you know. 
Um, yes. And and that he made a frame by frame. Which one's English more language. fun? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which yes. one's a more fun which, game? Which is a funnier game? Um, <laughs> it just I, I can't believe he he remade the entire movie shot for shot. And he just has, you know, it's like such a fascinating thing. It is. He it remade is. his own movie. Which you no, know, very <laughs> well, few people, people get have to done do. That. I mean, yeah, like, the, I know like Ozu has done that. Yes. And like some a lot of older people have done that, but it doesn't happen nowadays. Uh George Sluicer uh remade the the vanishing, an Amer- an American version of it. And yeah. it's not this. It, mm-hmm. it's a piece of crap. Um like <laughs> it's unfortunately <laughs> that sucks. Um like the, the original version he made in Europe was incredible. Uh but he the the one he made in America had to have a Hollywood ending. Yeah. Um which is just yeah, to just terrible. BS. Exactly. Um, yeah, you can watch these back to back and they're almost the same movie, uh, which is another way the whole thing feels kind of otherworldly. Because like when you just put like, uh, you know, Ulrich Mua and yeah. Tim Roth against each other and you're just like, oh Ugh. my God, the, the, it's the exact same shot. Um, I also recently found out that Robert Eggers' next film is going to be a remake of Nosferatu. Yes. That's going to be cool. I mean, I will we'll of course be there opening night. I mean, yeah. good Lord. Um and there's also like inconsequential movies where I find out they're a remake of a foreign movie. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, um, the Tim Allen movie, Jungle to Jungle. Okay. Uh, it was it was apparently based on a French movie that had the same plot called Little Indian Big City. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and I, I read the reviews for Little Indian Big City and it was just like people hated it. Um, like every the original movie got terrible reviews. And, and then these clowns decide to make it all over again in English. I I mean, whatever. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, just terrible. And there was one other one that surprised me, too. It was a stupid and sometimes inappropriate movie with Gerard Depardieu called My Father the Hero. Yes, I brought that up recently. Oh, you, yeah. Yes, Remember, yes, yeah. That, yes, you did. Um, <laughs> where Catherine Heigl is his, his daughter and, and she's, you know, scantily dressed. Oh, yeah. Um, he's on like a jet ski at one point or something, man. Yes. Getting in all kinds of hijinks, <laughs> but you know what, dude, it's a remake of the exact same movie he made in France three years before it with the same title. Yeah. Um, so he made the same <laughs> shitty movie on two different continents, you know, <laughs> Okay. my sister loved that movie. Oh, really? Okay. The American version. Okay. Got it. Yeah. She wasn't in the French cinema very much. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> oh my god, that's wow. awesome, man. Yeah. Um. I the only other thing I wrote down. It's not a movie. It's the TV show The Office. Oh yeah. I mean, there are the remake on that. Yes. Is is wonderful. Yes. And it's been remade in like fifty different countries now too. Um. But I mean, there's the original English version is just so tight and good, <laughs> right? And it's very awkward and hard to watch. Yes. That's the way it was designed. Yes. But uh, it it's like literally 12 episodes and then like a special mm-hmm. that's it right and it it does a great job with it but the remake in america i, I love it man it's one of my favorite shows yeah um i remember your your obsession with the with the american <laughs> i was remake. very obsessed for yeah, a long time right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so let's move on to it's a wonderful life this was the christmas episode dave mm-hmm. what are the best movies about alternate timelines alan chimed in said i love time travel movies somewhere in time Okay, might be big on good rom-coms, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is on Facebook. Somewhere in Time's a good choice. Yes. Uh, Finn chimed in on Facebook. An obvious one seems to be the great everything everywhere all at once. I think my pick would be the DC animated movie Justice League The Flashpoint Paradox. 
You get to see a different side to a lot of these beloved superheroes, which the mainstream public haven't seen before. There's a ton of cruelty and death, and you really see the heroes pushed to their limits. It is such a great movie that, to me, it transcends its animated title, and it's just a great movie. Cool. Sounds cool. Yeah, very good. Check that out. Um, and everything everywhere all at once, amazing. Yes. I was thinking about throwing that on my list, but uh, I think a couple people might have mentioned it. So yeah. on Instagram, the golden record 91.7. I love that name. Nine. I wonder if it's a real radio station. It is. All right. Well, I'm going to listen to it uh-huh. after this. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying, I know we love to hate Gwyneth Paltrow, but Sliding Doors is a classic. And not totally sure if it counts as timeless, but the one I love is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The one I love is uh, quite a film. We are going to do that. Yeah. Uh, coming up. Stick around, sometime everybody. this year. Right. Um, but I never heard of Sliding Doors. Have, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it. a Gwyneth Paltrow film from, I think, 1998. Um, it was, uh, it's, it's got a cult following. And yeah, it, it's not like... Uh, did it nothing... win Best Picture? It did not win Best that Picture. That was something else. No, that okay. was Shakespeare in Love. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did it beat Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> yes. That's what I'm getting at. Right, gotcha. Um, also on Instagram, Mosmia Metal said Groundhog Day, of course. Yes. Twelve Monkeys, Interstellar, and Predestination, which I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, those are all excellent choices. Yes, very and I much have so. seen Predestination. It is quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I recently rewatched 12 Monkeys like, like six months ago or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. The, what a great movie. I almost popped it on not too long ago. Cool. I, I got some like DVD. It has that and a couple other movies. Hudson Hawk might be on it. <laughs> Hudson Hawk is on the same disc as 12 Monkeys. Yeah, it's like a Bruce Willis Oh, for God's collection. sake. I hate when they do that shit. It's like, the, like, like just three masterpieces. What can, what can we get the rights to for cheap exactly. and oh, throw it on a disc? Hudson Hawk. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That is not on the list. Um, Carly chimed in and said, Butterfly Effect and the real heartstring tugger, The Family Man. Mm-hmm. Is that the Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah. I never watched it. Nicolas Cage I heard and, it's really good. and Don Cheadle. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's like, you've you've been told this story a million times, yeah. but like, it's it's very affecting because like, they're three great actors and like, uh, Taya Leone is just so heartbreaking in this movie. And, and um, yeah, it'll, I it'll get you. I love her too. Yeah. She's great. Um, what, what's your answer, Dave? Uh, actually, no, it's my turn yeah, to go first. Yeah, you You're go first. Steal yeah. it. Yes. Yes. Please. My answer is best movies of, with alternate timelines is back to the future part two. You can't go wrong with okay, that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's fair. Did I beat you? No. Dang it. <laughs> all right. But, um, that's all I put. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that's all I had. Man. I'm okay. Sorry, man. A lot of fanfare. For, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Then, um, okay. I love minority report. Um, it's, it's ah yes. now it's troubling to think about uh but that movie's conceit of the pre-crime police you know yeah um it's scary because i know plenty of people who would love to implement it in our society and you know yeah that you thought sucks. about killing someone you're going to jail exactly you thought about you know reading a banned book you know fuck you oh good lord years, you know wow um you read tom sawyer exactly you're gonna die yeah that's right yep <laughs> um man <laughs> I had more movies, Dave, but everyone else picked it. So um, I just, so, yes, of course. So I, don't don't think I'm not doing work I, here. I, 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 All right. I'm not judging you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think you were. No, okay. <laughs> <You're sorry>. uh, <laughs> anyway. Run, Lola, Run is one of my other ones. Oh, uh, that's excellent. Yeah, excellent movie. Amazing German um, film. And, you know, the pace is so frenetic that, like, it, it doesn't even really give you time to try and pull it apart. Right. Um, 
And there's also the Terminator story, obviously. Um, you know, yeah. we, we've talked about that. We did an episode on T2 that got really into these issues of like, you know, <laughs> of, of time travel and how it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, I mean, think about like how many more times is John Connor going to have to send Terminators to kill or protect somebody <laughs> or vice versa? You know, it's just, it's a great story, of course, but when you scrutinize it, you know, that, that happens with any time travel story, right? It does. When you really yes. try to uh, do nuts and bolts digging on it, you're gonna it's gonna collapse. I mean, none of them hold water, mm-hmm. not one, because it's yep. because it it just can't happen. You know? Yeah. Um, I I think the only one that comes close is that recent one that you recommended that I watched. Uh, the one uh, the the Beyond Japanese the Infinite two minutes. Yes, yeah. That's the only one that I can like that was kind of seamless. Yeah, it does a great job of holding it together. Right. Um, yeah. Probably because it's only ten minutes into the future. <laughs> yes, you know, that's <laughs> infinite regressions right. abound. Dave. That's right, dude. Um, and then uh, one more personal favorite is Christmas related. It's called Scrooge from 1970. Uh, it's a musical version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah. And it stars Albert Finney. I know I've talked about this one before. Yeah. Um, I've seen it a million times and it always teaches me the right lessons. Is that the one you say it's your favorite? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I thought of another one. Have you seen Triangle? Came uh, out a couple decade ago or something. It's like a, a horror movie time travel type thing. I'm not familiar. Where they no. go on a boat and I guess it's in the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know. Okay. But there, uh, people start dying, and then there's like a weird time loopy kind of thing that starts happening. And mm. it all comes full circle at the end, and it gives you a really big gut punch, Ray Winstone style. Oh, okay. And you're like, wow, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. So okay. um, that's a good one. Got it. All right. Um, any any other ones? I, I don't think. I think that's all I got. All right. So all you got is Back to the Future Part 2. Cool. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> on the record. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what Dave said. Um, so everybody, <laughs> thank you for your responses once again. Um, we botched this ending, so. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate all the responses. Yes, these are like our favorite shows to do because we get to talk about a billion movies at once and exactly. interact with you guys. Yes. Um, so yeah, keep them coming, man. Um, Dave, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us? Yes, uh, you can look for us on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. So until next month when we respond to January's questions, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Bye.